Well, hello there, happy innovators. How y'all doing today, huh? Are you out there in the world fulfilling your responsibilities and getting things done? Well, I hope so, because I am. I'm sitting here at my desk, you know, in my studio, with my cup of coffee, of course. Can't do a Singularity podcast without a cup of coffee. And, you know, I've been thinking about this uh, idea for a podcast over the past couple days where, you know, I had this friend of mine who is in the process right now, unfortunately, of losing his eyesight or having problems with his eyesight. And, you know, surgery is going to be required and, uh, you know, it's a health issue and it's probably something like cataracts or something like that. It's going to have to be dealt with. And, uh, you know, it really kind of got me to thinking, you know, about this idea. You know, you've heard the expression to count your blessings, you know. Um, But I think it's maybe, at least from my perspective, it's a little bit more than that, you know. So I've decided to talk about a few things today that I like. You know, things that I like. And rather than a redress of grievances or something or belly aching about some technology that's frustrating me, today I'm going to talk about things that I enjoy. You know, things that I like to smell. My favorite smells, my favorite aromas, my favorite things to look at, my favorite things to hear, you know, um, my favorite experiences, things like that you know, that we usually take for granted and we don't put much stock in. But when we experience them or, you know, we smell something that we like or we hear something that we like, or you know, et cetera, et cetera, then we're reminded. And then maybe we, we remember a little bit more, you know, we think about it a little bit, but then it's on to the next thing, right? So today, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus a little bit. I'm going to stop for a moment. And uh, earlier today, I sat down and I kind of wrote down a list of things that I like. You know, different smells, different sounds, different sights. And uh, so the first thing on my list, the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this idea of like, what if I couldn't see things anymore? What would I miss the most? You know, what, what do I enjoy the most about this life that I can see with my eyes? And, you know, I could sit here and go, oh, you know, you know, I would miss my wife's face, you know, being able to see her face or the faces of the people that I love and care about or something like that. But No, I'm not going to start there, although I would, you know, miss those things. But what really comes to mind first was, um, you know, yesterday my wife and I were driving down the freeway and I just happened to kind of like look at the sky uh, at sunset. It kind of captured my attention, you know, and I was looking at it. It was just so beautiful, you know, I mean... Sometimes, I'm sure you know what I mean, when you're just, you look at the sky, especially at sunrise or sunset, you know, when there's some kind of event, some kind of change taking place. Um, 
it's just so striking, you know, it's so beautiful, you know, um, and that's what it was like. I was just driving down the road and I was having a hard time, like concentrating on the road because I was trying to look as much as I could, you know, up at this beautiful sunset with these, you know, majestic clouds and shades and hues of orange and pink and red and just every every color, every shade of those colors that you could imagine, you know. Um, it was gorgeous, you know, it was just particularly gorgeous. And that is something that I think I would really miss, you know. Like, uh, not too long ago, I saw this, you know, YouTube video again, of course, of um, these glasses that they're selling. Okay, they're special glasses that you can look through if you're colorblind and it'll restore color to your vision. Okay. It sounds like a miracle, but it's real. This thing is real. These glasses are real. And they had these videos, you know, of people who were colorblind seeing color for the first time in their lives. You know, seeing a sunset, you know, like, uh, or seeing their children or, you know, anything. Like, it was like a surprise kind of video. Like, here, Dad, happy birthday. Here's your new glasses, and oh, what are these? And he pick, takes them out of the box, and he, well, let's go outside. Oh, why do I need to go outside? Let's just go outside. Come on, bring your glasses outside. Okay, and he puts them on, and, you know, just starts to sob. You know, like, like it's a miracle, you know? All their lives, they were, you know, experiencing the world without color, and then Damn, in one split second, just putting these glasses on, it's restored. And they can see the way things really look, you know? And like I said, you have these grown adults, these, in some cases, elderly people who went their entire life without seeing, you know, red, you know, uh, or blue, the basic colors, you know, things we take for granted, right? And they just are overwhelmed by the beauty makes you think, you know, it makes me think anyway. It should make you think though, too. So I was checking out this sunset yesterday driving and that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know, but then that kind of like, you know, leads me down this thread, you know, like, you know, what's next? You know what, you know, what's next is probably my favorite thing to do um, my favorite experience is like to go to the beach, okay? And not a beach where it's crowded, right? Where there's all kinds of people, but a desolate beach where there's nobody, you know? And as you're like approaching the ocean, like when you get close to the ocean for all you landlocked happy innovators out there, when you're approaching the ocean, you're getting closer the first sensory um, experience you get is the smell, okay? Because the ocean has a very strong smell and it's not a particularly good smell, really, but it's a clean smell, you know? It's salt air, it's, you know, water, you know, the smell of salt water that of course has, you know, millions of animals living in it, right? But 
you get that smell. And then as you get closer, you get the sound. You can hear the roar of the waves crashing, you know. And then you get out of your car and you walk right down to the water's edge and you get the wind, you know. And you get this whole sensory experience, you know. It's, um, it's my favorite thing to experience, you know. The sound, the, the sights, you know, the animals and the waves crashing and uh, the wind, of course. You know, the sensation of really strong wind, you know, and the sound and the smell and the whole thing. It's like just sitting here at this desk right now, talking about it. It's like I can feel it, you know. I can smell it. I, I, can, I can experience it just in my imagination. But let me tell you, there ain't nothing like going down to the ocean's edge. The real thing, you know. Imagination is great and all, but man, what an experience. And if I couldn't see anymore... Well, I suppose I would still enjoy going to the ocean because I would be able to listen to it and feel the wind and everything, but it just wouldn't be the same without eyesight, now would it? You know? This is one of those things I love, you know? I just love it. You know? And another thing I love, here's another experience I love. It's kind of similar, I guess. It's a sensory experience, but um, when I go to church, you know? And uh, there's the stained glass windows, you know, oh, I love stained glass windows and the smell of incense and the windows and the, you know, the mood, the, the solemn mood, the solemnity of sitting in a building, you know, like that a structure like that. You have the, the paintings on the walls and, of course, statuary and like I said, the incense and the singing, you know, you can hear the singing of Gregorian chant. You know, it's happening right behind you, right up there in the choir loft. You know, it's live. It's in the room and it fills the room. And that's one of those things, kind of like going to the ocean. You get like a little bit of everything. You get a sight, you get a sound, you get a smell, you get a feeling, right? It's fantastic. I just love that. You know, these are things that I like. I like that. You know, I love statues. I mean, anybody that knows me knows. I just have this thing with statues. Like wherever I go, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with or what's going on, if I see a statue, I have to go over to it. I have to examine it and look at it. You know, because I, I think there's like a part of me that really envies artists who can sculpt like really well. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It just I am fascinated by it and a little bit jealous, you know, a little bit envious of people who can really do that well, you know, because, you know, making music is not really that difficult to do, really, you know, and making a painting or something is not really that difficult to do, but working in a three-dimensional kind of object and trying to make it look like something, you know, not a disaster, like something you want to look at it, like something that's, you know, good and well-executed, um, 
you know, some of the great statues, you mean, picture them in your mind. I mean, they're just masterworks, you know, and there's a lot of amazing sculpture and statuary all over the place. I mean, it's everywhere, you know, and uh, it drives my wife crazy sometimes, but she's patient. You know, she knows I just, as soon as I see one, beep, it's like I make a beeline right for that statue and I walk around it and I look at it and I try to examine as much detail as I can. I love it, you know, I love statues. I love statuary, you know, things I love. What else do I love? I love to swim. I love swimming. I am a fish out of water. I love to swim. I've never had a problem with it. I never had to learn. I was never afraid of the water. I love to swim and I can swim for hours. And uh, I used to when I was a kid. Oh my goodness, I swam so much when I was younger. Not so much now because I don't have a pool where I live, but, uh, and I think as you get older, it's harder to come by like a really great swimming pool. <laughs> it's hard to find, but when I find them, boy, it's really kind of hard to get me out of them. Once I get in, it's like, I was, I just want to stay there. I love it. Um, Let's see, what else do I love? You know what I love? I love to watch people having fun. That's something that I've realized as I've gotten older. I mean, I like to have fun myself and I like to be, you know, included in that fun. But sometimes it's almost more fun for me to watch like a group of people that like I don't know and watch them all having fun together. You know, it's like one of the reasons why I think we like weddings so much you know, or at least I do. I like to go to weddings because, you know, everybody is so happy and they're together and it's a, a large group of people all having fun. Like there's harmony, you know, I like that. It's something that pleases me to see, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, got a problem with society or something. And I like to see discord and chaos. I like to see harmony, you know, it makes me happy to see it, you know? You know what else I like? This is another thing. Oh my goodness, this is great. Have you ever had a day where you didn't have to do anything? Like you had absolutely no responsibilities whatsoever. A completely free and open day where you don't do anything. You don't do anything. The only thing you do is watch TV and eat good food. Maybe take a nap and go to bed early or something. You know, you just don't do anything. Don't you love days like that? You know, I know my wife and I have tried over the past couple of years to dedicate like Sundays, you know, a day where we're not supposed to be working, right? Like we don't even go on the computer. We don't do any work. We don't do anything on Sundays. Most of the time, Sundays are just a day of laying on the couch, you know, sleeping in our bed, you know, just eating good food, just taking it easy, doing absolutely no work. And let me tell you, believe it or not, Sunday has become like the best day of the week. You know, it's such a great time and a great way for me and my wife to kind of reconnect a little bit, kind of get our heads together a little bit, laugh, you know, uh, 
talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, just all day long, all day. You know, we don't have to go to the store. We don't have to go get gas in the car. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to go to the dentist. You know, we don't have to go anywhere. We just stay home, stay in our pajamas all day. We don't do anything. Oh, those days are delicious, man. They're awesome. You know, highly recommended. If you don't do that, if you don't take the time out of your week sometimes to have a day where you don't do anything, oh, I highly suggest you do it. You'd be doing yourself a favor. It's amazing. It's an amazing thing to do. It's very simple, obviously. It requires no effort and it requires no money. You know, you just... <laughs> You just enjoy each other and you enjoy your space and that's it. And and good food, you know. Good food. Oh man. You know, speaking of good food, okay, so what do I love? I love good smells. So what are some of my favorite smells? Things things that just ah, uh, as soon as they hit my nostrils, it's like, oh, what a wonderful, wonderful smell, you know? And the first thing that comes to mind, believe it or not, is cilantro, you know, the herb, you know, that uh, plant that you can use in cooking, you know, like salsa and stuff like that, you know, this really strong smell. I know some people that don't like cilantro, they don't like the way it smells. I'm not one of them. I love it. It's like such a clean, fresh smell. And uh, we cook with a lot of cilantro in our house, so. You know, it's like every time I get a bunch of cilantro for whatever it is that I'm going to be cooking, like before I chop it up or before I do anything with it, I always grab it and just like stick my nose in it and smell this awesome, awesome smell. But then, of course, like once you start to cook with it and you start to heat it up, oh, man, it fills your house with this awesome, awesome smell. Um, much like garlic, you know, there's a lot of people who don't like garlic. I love garlic and I love the smell of roasting garlic. You know, I love that smell. It's just like whatever I'm cooking with garlic, as soon as you put the garlic in, it's like, oh, my mouth starts to water. You know, you can smell it cooking with the juices of the meats or whatever and the garlic and all that coming up into your nose. Oh, what a, what a heavenly smell, garlic. And it's really good for you too, by the way, I guess. That's what I've been told. You know, garlic is a superfood, you know, so it's uh, not only does it smell really great, but it's good for your body too, you know. I think it's good for cholesterol. We eat a lot of garlic too in our house. I cook with a lot of garlic and a lot of cilantro. I guess I tend to cook with the stuff that I like to smell. <laughs> I have to analyze that a little bit. I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? I would cook with what I like to smell. <laughs> yeah, sharp as a razor I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, what else do I like? What other smells do I like? I like the smell, uh, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I love the smell of pipe tobacco. You know, when someone is smoking a pipe, it's different than cigarettes and cigars and, you know, all the other stuff that you can smoke, you know. Uh, pipe tobacco is just such a pleasant smell, you know. Um, unfortunately, I'm not one of those guys who likes to smoke a pipe. But maybe when I get older, I don't know. 
my hair is starting to turn a little white. You know, my wife was telling me the other day, oh, your beard is almost all white. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> I thought it was just blonde. Oh, no, no, it's it's turning white. Oh, great, thanks. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind. I can't wait for my hair to turn white. It'll be nice. Uh, whatever hair I have left. Um, oh, you know what else is a smell I like? Oh, here's one. You know, when you have a grill and you're grilling chicken. Oh my gosh, the smell of grilled chicken. Like chicken on the grill that's like, you know, cooking. Oh, what a smell, isn't it? It's fantastic. Fantastic. Or the smell of like a fire, you know, like the carbon smell of a fire and the wood the smell of wood that's burning. You know, it's just such a great smell. I think it's like a, some kind of primitive smell. You know, it's like it hits some kind of primitive sensory thing in our brains. Like when we smell fire, you know, it's like, wow, we've been smelling that smell as humans for so long, haven't we? It's amazing. You know, it's amazing smell. Also, too, I like the smell of like candle carbon. Like when you have a candle, so we have candles like all over our house. We actually have this really great place that sells candles, you know, around us called the Yankee Candle Shop. I'm sure they're available all over the world now. In fact, I know they are because I've actually asked people if they have them. Uh, the Yankee Candle Shop and they sell these candles that just smell so great, you know, and uh I don't know if you know this or not, but like I live in a log cabin, you know, so my walls are all logs, you know, it's like they're wood, you know, I don't have much drywall or sheetrock in my house. It's all wood, you know, so the wood just really kind of absorbs the smell of these candles in our house. And we've been lighting candles in our house for so long now, these Yankee candles that the house is like inundated with the smell of these awesome candles, you know, but and I like that a lot. But what I like even more is that smell like when you blow the candle out and the carbon and the smoke starts to rise off the wick, you know, ah, oh, one of my favorite smells in the world. Let me tell you, it is such a great thing. You know, when you blow out a candle and it fills the room instantly with that smell of a candle that has just been blown out. Ah, one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. Yeah, see, what else do I love to smell? Okay, last, the last thing I'll say, okay. Um, I make pot roast, okay, and I make it really well, okay. I, and I won't say that about many of the things that I cook, but one of the things that I can cook really, really well is pot roast. You know, with potatoes and carrots and sometimes broccoli, you know, and of course, garlic, right? And onions, you know, you got to get that in there. But I, I'll tell you what, you put this pot roast in the oven for about three hours. Okay, a real slow cook in the oven. And it fills the house with this smell, you know, after a little while where it's like, ah. Oh, you know, you walk around the house with your mouth watering, you know, just you can't wait till that three hours is up and you can start finally eating this awesome thing that you can smell that's filling absolutely every corner of the house. You know, it's like the smell of home. 
you know? When your house is filled with the smell of something great that's cooking, that's the smell of home, you know? Do you know what I mean? You probably do. You probably do. It's not unique to me, I'm sure. It's something that we all experience, right? Oh, let's see. What else could I talk about? Things that I love, things that I like a lot. Uh, Okay, sounds. What kind of sounds do I like? Now, I'm sure you'd probably assume like, oh, you know, I like music, you know? Yeah, I do like the sound of music. That's true, but that's like kind of like lame. I'm not even going to go there because there's so much music anyway that, you know, I couldn't put it all on a podcast. But there are other sounds that I like even more than music. You know, and some of them are kind of silly, I guess, a little bit. Um, one of the things I love to hear, and for all you husbands out there, you know, maybe you can relate to this, but I love to hear the sound of my wife breathing, like when she's sleeping. I love to like just listen to her sometimes, you know, maybe she'll snore a little bit or she'll breathe and she'll stir a little bit and and start breathing again, like that rhythm of her breathing, and just sit there in the silence sometimes, you know? I do that in the dark. I'll sit there and I'll just listen. Just real quiet, listening to her breathe, you know? I love that sound. I don't know why. I also like the sound of my wife laughing, you know? Whenever my wife laughs, it's it's some kind of weird sensory thing or something. It's some kind of weird brain thing. When I hear her laugh, it makes me happy. It just makes me laugh, you know? It fills my heart with joy. And it doesn't matter what she's laughing at. You know, it's just her laugh when I hear her laugh. And I suppose I'm usually like that with other people too. Like when they start to laugh. I mean, I like to hear people laughing and having fun, but it's different with my wife. You know what I mean? Something about that woman and her voice and her sound, you know, it's primal. It's it's in my brain. It's hardwired into me, you know, Um, I like to hear her saying my name too, you know, for all you husbands out there. And I guess wives too, you know, when your husband says your name, you know, you take it for granted, you know, I don't, I don't, no way. No way. I don't take for granted hearing my wife say my name, you know, because, you know, there is that possibility that someday I may not be able to hear it anymore. So it's really kind of, you know, I guess a little mushy, but hey, it's, it's what I feel, right? It's what I think. This is about what I like, the things that I like to hear. You know, I like the sound of my father's voice. There's something about my father's voice that's very calming, you know, and and very um, subdued and gentle. He's my father's a very quiet guy. He doesn't do a lot of talking, but when I talk to him, we talk for hours and hours, and we laugh and laugh and laugh, and you know, I just don't take for granted, you know, being able to hear that voice, hear him say my name, you know, hear my father say my name talk to me. It's very, very cool. Very, very endearing, you know, thing. Uh, And I don't take it for granted. It's something that I do think about and it's something that I love. I love it. 
I love to hear my mother's voice too, but it's for different reasons. My mother is kind of like a silly lady sometimes, you know, she's kind of a brat. She kind of likes to misbehave a little bit. And, uh, you know, she's probably arguably a little spoiled, you know, by my father, you know, but I like that, you know, my father spoiled my mom. So like when I talk to her, the tone is just a little bit different than with my dad, you know, she tends to get a little bit sass boxy with me and I get sass boxy with her and, uh, you know, we can kind of, <laughs> you know, we can take shots at each other. <laughs> And laugh the whole time, you know. So, things I love to hear, yeah, the sound of my parents' voices, you know, my father and my mother, you know, especially when they say my name or especially when they're laughing, you know. Do you know what I mean? I hope that you feel the same way about your folks or I hope there's at least somebody in your life uh, that's like that for you, you know, because that's how it is for me. Yeah. So now we come full circle, you know, back to this idea of things to see, you know, the idea of you know, taking our vision, our eyesight for granted, you know, we shouldn't do that, folks. We shouldn't do that. We should pay close attention and be careful, you know, to not take it for granted. And, you know, you should try to, right? We should try to get the opportunity to see those things that we love to see and hear those things we love to hear and smell and taste. Ooh, that's one I didn't cover now, isn't it? Things that we love to taste. But oh wait, that reminds me, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Okay, uh, good smell. Um, I do a lot of cooking with, uh, you know, a lot of Chinese and stir fry and those kinds of things, right? And, uh, Sesame oil. Oh, have you ever smelled sesame oil? You know, you use it to cook when you're cooking Chinese food or something. You cook with, instead of like, you know, regular vegetable oil or canola oil or grape seed oil, you cook with sesame oil. And, oh my gosh, the smell, the smell of it alone. And then when you start to heat it up in a pan and it starts to rise, like that smell, Ugh. sesame oil. Anyway, things that I like to taste. Ooh, how could I have forgotten this? Because yeah, while smell and taste are very closely linked and connected, they're not quite the same thing because obviously with smell, you don't get the texture and the, you know, the flavor of something, you know? So really quick before I sign off here, I'll give you a short list. Of things that I really love to taste. And man, I gotta tell you, just thinking about it right off the bat, one of the best things there is to taste, in my opinion, is a strawberry milkshake. And I'm not talking about one of those milkshakes that's made with like that stuff that comes out of a bag. You know, you add water and it becomes a milkshake. No, no. I'm talking about a real, bona fide, authentic milkshake made with fresh strawberries, okay? Uh, in the summertime, when it's really hot, there are a handful of places near where I live that make a really great strawberry milkshake, all right? There's no shortage 
of them during the summer. And let me tell you, I probably gain about 10 or 15 pounds every summer just from eating those milkshakes. Um, let's see, what else do I love? The taste of and the texture. Oh, you know what I love is sauteed mushrooms. Do you like sauteed mushrooms? Do you like mushrooms at all? Oh my goodness. Oh, the flavor. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Oh, barbecued ribs. Oh my gosh. Do I love the taste and the texture of barbecued ribs. <laughs> or, or a really loaded, well-baked potato. <laughs> Cheese and sour cream and salt and pepper and the butter. <laughs> this is terrible. I'm getting so hungry just thinking about this. Uh, or, oh, you know what else I love? Here we go. Here we go. I love a great breakfast. You know, I'm talking the works. I'm talking bacon, sausage, potatoes of any kind, whether they're shredded hash browns, uh, potatoes O'Brien, uh, you know, fried potatoes, anything, even potato pancakes, you know, uh, with eggs, uh, you know, either eggs benedict or sunny side up or whatever, with toast and a big old hot cup of coffee, or sometimes, uh, I know this may sound weird, but I really, really, really like to eat my breakfast and have a glass of Pepsi, an ice cold glass of Pepsi instead of a hot coffee, sometimes, you know, ugh. <laughs> Like every Saturday and Sunday in my house, we have great breakfasts. During the week, it's a little rough shot. You know, you, it's like hit or miss. But the weekends, breakfast is a big deal. Um, oh, I love a good breakfast. Mm. And of course, I love the taste and the texture and the aftertaste of a nice hot cup of coffee. I like to take my coffee with a little bit of cream in it. Maybe a little bit of sugar sometimes. My wife drinks it black. I don't. But uh, I'm going to take a sip right now. Mm. Uh. I have this mug too. That I, Well, I, basically, I have two different coffee mugs. Okay? Although I have a, a cupboard full of coffee mugs. Okay? Really nice... Uh, you know, sometimes expensive coffee mugs, like Fiesta Ware coffee mugs, you know, and gifts from people from over the years, you know, those stupid mugs that say like, you know, <laughs> over the hill and off the pill or something like that. I have, I have a coffee mug that says <laughs> over the hill and off the pill. I think that's pretty funny. I've had that since I was a teenager. Somebody bought it for me as a gift and I just... <laughs> I still have it, you know. I don't really use it that much, but lately I have these two coffee mugs. One of them is black and the other one is this like handmade pottery thing that came from Ohio, which you know, only has a separate story to it. I can tell you really quick, but my black mug right here. Can you hear that? That's my black mug. That's my favorite one lately. 
my my go-to, my A mug, you know? <laughs> and right now it has about half a cup of coffee in it. I'm gonna take another sip. Mm. My other mug that I use, because I only use two, I rotate them, right? Um, the other mug I had was a gift. Actually, my wife had gotten it from somebody or something when we lived in Ohio. It was her mug, and it was like just the right size for me. So I was like using that, and she she didn't mind because she didn't use it. And it kind of became this coffee mug. Okay, it's a coffee mug. I'm I, you know, <laughs> it's only a coffee mug, but not really. Okay, because. This coffee mug that my wife had that I was using all the time, it kind of became like a joke. You know, it kind of became something that we would laugh about. Like she would make sure my mug was clean or, you know, she would grab the mug and make sure, you know, here's your mug, Mike, you know, here you go, you know. And so it kind of became like a, <laughs> as much as a coffee mug can, it became kind of like endeared to me, you know, because it was from my wife and it was this funny thing we did. One day, I was walking around the house, and yeah, you know, you know what I'm going to say. I took a corner a little too fast or something. My elbow hit the wall, and the mug went flying in the air, and it hit the ground, and it smashed into like a million pieces, right? And I felt so bad. I mean, it's just a stupid coffee mug, right? But I felt so bad. I'm, I'm like, but that was my mug. <laughs> That's my favorite mug. It's gone. My favorite mug is gone. What am I going to do? So listen to this. You know what my wife did? She went online. Now, you have to understand, this mug was like, it was from a, <laughs> it was from a car dealership in Ohio. Okay. They were giving them out as a promotional gift. My wife happened to get one, probably when she bought her car or something. And so they were hard to find. They were made um, by a like a, this pottery company in Ohio. I forget what they're called. Maybe it's Longaberger. I think that's the name of the company or something. And it's like they're they're famous all over the world, really, for this pottery that they make in southern Ohio, where my wife got this coffee mug. So as soon as I broke that mug, I'm like, there's no way we're ever going to find another one. You know, there's no way to replace it. But sure enough. My wife went online, you know, eBay or something, and somehow she managed to find me another mug. So now I have two mugs, the black one, which, like I said, that's my go-to mug, huh? and then my other one from Ohio. And now, because my wife actually found it for me and she was able to kind of you know, replace this mug that I had destroyed. I glued the other one back together again, by the way, and I turned it into like a little pen holder, little pencil cup, you know? So I still have it, but yeah, two coffee mugs. <laughs> I'm a two coffee mug man, you know? And uh, of course, old black here, and then I got that other one, and oh, you know, I take this seriously, you know? This is my coffee mug. I mean, this is a part of my life, man, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm talking about coffee mugs. <laughs> Things I like to see. Yeah, that coffee mug filled with coffee right in front of my face. That's something I like to see. Um, anyway, so I think I've rambled enough <laughs> for a day. Uh, 
eh, I guess kind of a simple singularity podcast today now, wasn't it? But we had a little bit of fun, right? So with that, folks, have a great weekend, y'all. You know, take care of yourselves. Stay out of trouble. Behave. Try to get some sleep, you know, and maybe think about that idea of taking one day off a week where you don't do anything. You don't do anything, nothing at all. You don't do anything. You don't go anywhere. You don't see anyone. You don't talk to your friends, nothing. You just stay home in your pajamas, watch TV, and just relax for an entire day, right? There's plenty of time during the week where you're not going to be able to do that. So think about it, you know? My wife and I have been doing it, and let me tell you, it's a game changer. It really is. It really is. I'm not being funny. I'm serious. That is actually... If I could ever give you good advice, that would be some of it. Take one day a week where you don't do anything. You're just with the people you care about, and you just lounge all day long. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you go here and get on with my day. Talk to you soon. This is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy.